Hi, welcome to Homeschool Minnesota. I'm Dale Annan, and I just want to say hello to our guest today. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that is actually a, a really good topic to talk about because of just where our society is going and um, families, how we're going to deal with it. And that is technology in the homeschool and technology in the home. And how do we, what are some great technology things that are out there that we can use? How can we safeguard our family? How do we make it enhance our homeschooling? So many things. And my guests today are Sean and Juliana Carlson. Welcome, you guys. Well, hi. Hello. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about your guy, yourselves. Okay, sure. Um, so I'm Sean, uh, Sean Carlson. I, uh, on, the, on the outside, civilian side, I work for uh, Arvig, which is a telecommunications company here in Minnesota. I'm the director of enterprise IT. Okay. Um, I got about 25 years in the Air Force, uh, and, and I retired last year. Uh, and and I just, I just, I'm a technology enthusiast all around. You can ask my wife. There's technology everywhere in our home. <laughs> tell us, Juliana. Tell us all about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Juliana is a homeschooling mom. Can you tell us a little bit about your your children, Juliana? Um, so I have a nine-year-old and seven-year-old. Um, my nine-year-old is, her name is Penelope, and my seven-year-old is name is Dylan. Awesome. And so you've been homeschooling from the beginning. Is that correct with the two of them? Yes. 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 Wonderful. And I know you two... Um, how I got to know you a little bit is um, Sean was at a conference that we did in Detroit Lakes, and I just loved your presentation, Sean, because it's always such a, a battle with technology and homeschooling and children and just even if you're not homeschooling, just technology in general when it comes to your family. And so I loved your presentation because it was like, don't be afraid of it, embrace it, but there are things you can do to make it safe. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So today we're going to talk about all of that. <laughs> and um, the first thing I kind of wanted to talk about is uh, one of the things that you had said to me before is um, number one thing to do is set goals for use of technology in your home. Yeah. You know, I think that is so important and, and it's maybe a mistake I made early on. You know, I meant maybe have mentioned that I'm a technology enthusiast. And so, you know, I'm, I'm going to try everything, uh, everything under the sun the first time it comes out. And <laughs> My wife and I don't always agree on how much technology to use, um, but as we started walking through homeschooling and talking about it, and the kids were getting old enough where you know they were doing more than just kind of the, the basics of learning the alphabet. Uh, sure. You know, we really started talking about well, what what role does technology play for us, and it, and it was multifaceted, right? So it's it's what does it play for the curriculum and them learning. But also, right. what is it? What's its role in our home? How much should we have? All of those kinds of questions. And I think that's a really, really important question to address before you start thinking about bringing technology to your home, because I think a lot of times we we get it and then we have to like run to keep up with with what's happening with it. For sure, and it it puts us behind and it changes so quickly. And if you don't have a strategy around it, then you're subject to whatever it can do and whatever your kids can figure out to do on it, which I promise you is going exactly. to be more than you can figure out to do on it out of the gate. 100%. They are so far ahead of us in so many ways. And, you know, I think, too, the other thing that it does is if you have a strategy for it, then it's, it's more for a child, it's better to come in and say straight out, this is what it's for. This is the boundaries around it. These are the expectations of it. Rather than just handing them a phone or an iPad or something 
and and maybe putting a few things, little boundaries down, like you can't do it during this time or this time and it doesn't go in your room or whatever. And then, but you're finding all these things then too that you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't think about that. So you're coming to them later going, and another thing, and another thing, which just seems so inconsistent to kids and it makes them very upset. Well, sure can, and it's really hard to manage. And I think the other side to having a strategy right away too, is you can look at the curriculum you're using and the style of learning that you wanna do. And you can ask, how does technology fit this? Versus how, do, how does what I'm doing fit the technology? You know, my experience with it is that kids will just, latch on to technology and go, go, go. And, right. and it's really difficult to put those boundaries in once they're already, you know, latched in. We have a 16 year old daughter and we have, we have dealt with that. We've made our mistakes with her, not to say we're not going to make more mistakes with little. I mean, we are human, sure. but, but we've made some mistakes there and realized, gosh, we need to take a different approach. And so then you can start to think about well, which technology do I want to allow into the home? What is my curriculum support? Maybe, you know, one of the ways that, that we use it is as an enhancement to math learning, for example. And so when the kids, uh, you know, do well on, on the work out of their book, then they get to play some math games on their iPads, as an example. And that's only one small example. My wife has a whole slew of, of better ones. Well, I'm excited because one of the things that we are going to provide uh, when they get a chance to get them to me is we're going to put links in the description of this podcast so you can you can go ahead and just click on your heart's content and go down that rabbit hole with them <laughs> about, you know, like links to different, different things that you guys use or different technology things that you use, as well as Sean has also agreed to give us his email, right, Sean? Am I correct on that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. That you could email him if you have like a, a question or something like that, and he can help put you in touch with wherever you need to go for whatever question you have. Um, so, okay, so tell us some things that you guys uh, do in your homeschool to use technology to kind of enhance your learning. Sure. I'm going to defer to my wife on this one because she's <laughs> really the one that does most of the homeschooling. I try to be a support for her. Wonderful. So most of the time we use a family desktop or we use, we use iPads and we also use Kindles. Okay. Desktops, it's pretty much like a big search engine for us. Um, it can go into your language arts with like rhyming. There's rhyming dictionaries you can look up. There's so much information on a desktop. And um, um, we do spelling and, and our, our typing on there. Um, we also uh, do um, German lessons. And sometimes we can't always make it to German lessons. Um, in person, so we tend to use Google Classrooms on the desktop, and that's such a fun, use, fun tool that we use. Um, right, most of the time. Uh, yeah. What is what is one of uh, your children like? Each of your children, so ages seven and nine, correct? Yes. Um, what are some of their favorite learning things that they do on on the desktop or on their iPads? Um, I have to say, my nine-year-old loves her iPad. Um, okay. That's one of their favorites because they can just take it with them and go um, no matter where we're at. Um, they like playing like Osmo games. Okay. Um, they also for like um, book reports, we tend to do um, make it a lot more fun than just typing things out and writing things out. We'll do a fun video or a fun play um, and they get to edit their own little videos and they just absolutely love those iPads. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 
that's great. And it's always good for them also to learn how to use like PowerPoint. You know, that's just, yeah, that's a skill that you're going to use for the rest of your life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And um, so what have you, um, has there been like a time where you've used your technology in a way, like say, for example, um, your child is a, is a, maybe a hesitant speller or struggles with some, with like, they're learning their, their map, their multiplication tables or something like that. And have you found that using technology has helped them kind of overcome some of those things? Or um, is there a, re a reluctant reader, that kind of thing? Um, so my nine-year-old tends to struggle with her math. And um, we, we tend to, like, she'll make it through her normal bookwork, but then we'll play, as a reward, play games. But there are also fun games on the iPad um, that really help her engage more in math thinking. Um, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. My. I think of the Osmo, right? So the Osmo, Osmo games, uh, there's math games on there, right? And so she'll take and <clears throat> set her, she'll finish her math up. She'll plug her iPad into the Osmo stuff and she'll sit there and play games for a half an hour and she's doing math and she doesn't even realize she does it. But I can definitely see the difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the best kind of learning is the kind of learning when they don't realize that they're actually learning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. You know, I've got we a great example that. of that. That's like the, that's like the unicorn. <laughs> Absolutely. I've got a great example of that. My, my sure. son, uh, late night here a couple weeks ago, Anna was gone to a Bible study and uh, my son just couldn't get to sleep. And it was like, I don't know, nine o'clock at night, which is well past his bedtime. Yeah. And so he came out to my shop and I'm a ham radio enthusiast. And I noticed that the International Space Station was going to be passing over. So we watched a couple of videos on YouTube real quick of uh, uh, tours of the International Space Station. And then I flipped my radio over to the, re the ham radio repeater that's on the ISS and made a couple of quick contacts as it was passing over. Now, the astronauts were asleep because it was like two in the morning their time. But sure. he was just enthralled. And he kept saying, I want to go to the ISS. I want to go to space one day. And I said, well, you got to get good at math, buddy. And I tell you what, he has been attacking his math lessons like nobody's business for the last yeah, three weeks. That's amazing. <laughs> well, you just use technology to give your kid a vision. Right. Yes. I love that. I love that. So there's a lot of things that we can use technology for. Um, when you have it, like one of the things you said is the overlap between home and school. Mm -hmm. um, what are some things that you use like technology for in overlapping between home and school? I think it's a couple of different ways. Um, okay. For example, let's let's go to the iPads. Certainly, we use the iPads for school. We have games on there, handwriting, the Osmo games we mentioned, different things like that. But then the kids will sometimes use the cameras on there and iMovie to make their own little movies, or they maybe mm -hmm. they'll watch a maybe they'll watch a movie on there. Like when we travel on the airplane, one of the things is you know I'm usually not the biggest fan of this, but we'll we'll download a couple of movies and they'll have their earphone or headphones, and when they're sitting on the airplane late at night for you know, three hours, they can watch a movie or two. Uh, right. It helps just, you know, those are ways that we can use them around the house um, to, to just help supplement. But I think at the, the key there is it's a supplement, right? It's not a replacement for something else. Exactly. It's not a replacement for relationship. My husband and I were talking about this. And one of the things that we always struggle with, and now we, our kids are older mm -hmm. and we um, homeschooled out of the country. And so we had a different set of situation. We were talking about if we were raising kids today, how much more of a challenge would it be mm -hmm. simply because of just the vast accessibility to things that we don't want our kids to see or hear 
or maybe just the time waster that technology and social media can be. And I just remember like Facebook being such a new thing <laughs> that we didn't have it for just forever. And, and we only had one laptop that worked for all of us and we all had to, you know, take turns using it. And so screens and things were not a thing in our, in our family until they were teenagers already. Mm -hmm. um, but building that relationship and that communication with your children is what I think we don't need to be afraid of technology. We need to teach them how to use it wisely, right? I think that's 100% right. It starts with it starts with essentially being a parent, deciding how you exactly. want the technology to be in your home, setting the boundaries. I love that word. You setting the boundaries around its use and then yep. teaching your children what those boundaries are. And then then and only then do you have the technology and use the tools. I have a, an example of that, right? So we have Nintendo Switches and we all have a, a Nintendo Switch. Sometimes we'll play, uh, you know, family games of Mario They're Kart hard. together. You know, it's fun. It's fun. But what I've done is I've used the parental controls on the Nintendo Switch to set a 15-minute time limit. And after 15 minutes, it times up. Because one of the expectations we have around our technology, not just the Switch, but all of them, is you need to come ask before you start playing. And so when it hits, when it hits the, the timer, then they come and ask for more time. I get to ask the question, well, where was, where, where did you, when did you ask to, to use it in the first place? And that leads to situations where they come and say, hey, Dad, can you turn my time off on my switch so I can play before they ever touch it? And I think that that develops the critical thinking skills and the expectations without having to create a different rule for every piece of technology in the house. Right. I mean, I think the secret to parenting is to not have so many rules, but to have a good relationship and communication skills with your kids. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And boundaries are important and, and we need to set good boundaries and have good consequences when those boundaries are breached because our children need to learn how to do that in their life with other people. And so we're setting that example to them by doing it with them. Um, but I think communication is just so important. And if you can open up those lines of communication, then you can use technology in a healthy way. That's absolutely right. And I think really, as you start to look at your technology strategy, the question you want to ask is, is what, what role do I want this to play? And how much do I want this to play a role? Because technology isn't a replacement for a teacher. It's not a replacement for yes. a parent. It's not a replacement for a babysitter. And we've all seen situations where this happens. Uh, mm -hmm. The fact is, it's not good at any of those things. However, yeah. it can be a wonderful tool for all of those people to use with their kids in their exactly. relationships. Yep, exactly. And I think, too, we have to remember that, you know, you talk a little bit about this, about life skills that they will need to know, because, frankly, our world is going to more technology and less paper and less, you know, all of that. And so there are just life skills that, that kids need to know that they need to learn from technology. Yeah, you know, Anna does a great job of incorporating this into the homeschool. She's she's having them actually do typing in Microsoft Word and building presentations and searching. And, you know, in today's day and world, and, and I think this is true of how we should use tech in the home and in school, you know, tech is, at its core, the use of the tech is about learning to use the technology and the computers that we have available to us. Because it's, it's office programs, it's word processing, it's presentation skills. It's not just how to build a presentation, but also how to present with that presentation. Exactly. It's safety, it's email and instant messaging, communications, right? It's research skills. These types of things are critical in business and higher education. Everywhere you go, 
you're going to be using technology. A great example, there are high schools in Minnesota that are that are doing away with, in fact, the majority of public schools are doing away with physical books and they're going to the Chromebooks and digital books. Even 10 years ago when I was doing my master's program, I, I didn't buy physical books. I rented or purchased them online and I bought an iPad and used them there because it was cheaper and easier to carry around. And that's that's where this is going. And if you think that and if any job that's exempt from it, you're, you're probably wrong because you've got time cards and you've got billing and you've got operating machinery. I mean, most machinery today is operated using a computer, even training, yeah. basic safety training for just about every role. Even our, our outside plant construction crews here at Arbic, they do their training through a computer, you know, yeah. everywhere. And so we have well, a big motivation to teach our children that way. Yep. And we've seen like over the over the pandemic, how technology, you know, got was so important to so many people who had to stay home, they could still have their meetings and do their work. And mm -hmm. um, I don't know how effective it was at teaching, but it but you know what, the kids did have the, their lessons and they did learn a little, you know, it, it did help. I think that it was just something that they learned that they need to be better at <laughs> nothing else right <laughs> right <laughs> um so juliana yeah. what are some ways that you have uh like taught like at seven at the age of seven and nine what are some things um like typing things like that what are some other things like life skills that you have used technology for with your the age that your children are um music Music okay. is a really good one that we do. Um, I am a ukulele teacher as well for outside of the home on, okay. on my Mondays. But um, yeah, my kids love using, um, you can get any kind of instrument on your, your computer. And they love hearing all the different sounds. And, and sometimes there's like beats and rhythm programs that you can get onto your iPad or desktop and they they follow along with it and learn all the beats and the rhythms and that's one special way that we we use other than just our normal basic curriculum. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm like if you're a mom who's musically challenged and your child does need to have music lessons, yeah. it is important. Yes. Um, we're going to actually have a podcast about that tomorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, but to use the, to use technology really gives your child a good taste of what it would be like to actually physically play an instrument before they you go into the big investment of getting an instrument and then signing them up for lessons and yep yep and you can yeah. even use it or incorporate art this is something that I haven't done yet but I really want to do it um, kind of enter the field of making your own artwork on the the computer um, well, that is really cool yeah, that, that is a topic that I would love to get my kids into. Um, my nine-year-old and my seven-year-old love art and crafting. And yeah. that would be something that I plan on venturing in in the next year or so. So, Well, and graphic design is a huge need. I mean, in our, our society, that's like a, that's like a major, a major job skill right now. Yes. And also, yeah. there's um, also another area that I really want to enter into is science, the science behind the computer. How do these computers work? How mm -hmm. do we get all of that to work? And, and um, learning the coding behind that, that's also another route of games you can do with coding. And, you know, there's some really cool tools too. So one of the things that I think is important um, for our children, and, and I think it's really you know, in today's world, important for all ch all children is to learn a little bit of basic coding or programming skills. Now, I'm not saying you need to go be a software developer to write your own apps, but I think <laughs> understanding some of those basic tenets is really important because of where technology is going in the business world. And you don't have to do it. There's great programs online for free and 
there's all kinds of opportunities, but there's toys that help you learn that. One of the ones we bought my son is called Botley, B-O-T-L-E-Y. And okay. it teaches basic coding skills by having, you have this little robot and you essentially have to program him to go through obstacles and collect things. And you do it by the number of taps. So it's like three taps forward, one tap to the right, one tap forward, you know, and you kind of try to guide him into where it is, but you do it by by tapping on the Botley robot and then telling him to go. And so you're learning to think wow. through the process of telling a robot to do something. And that's the basics, uh, like that's the foundational elements to programming. And you don't know what kind of a world you're opening up to your child. What if they are somebody who's gonna develop apps? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, that's such a, that's again, another job skill that your child can learn before they even graduate from your own school. Absolutely. Um, Okay, so I'm going to ask a big question here, and I think I already know what Sean's answer is going to be, but I'd like to hear from both of you. <laughs> My question is, is, can you buy too much tech? My answer is yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and why would you say that? Um, I think some people are like, oh, I always want the newest and greatest thing, and they keep on, keep on always wanting the newest thing, and they always forget about the old stuff, and then, then you have like a gazillion different things. Yeah, it can be overwhelming, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, what? I'm generally going to agree with her that yes, you can get too much technology. My threshold for too much is probably significantly <laughs> higher than hers. <laughs> I like to what is too much, Sean? What is too much? <laughs> but you know, I, I think that goes back to what we started this whole conversation with: is what role do you want technology to play? Um, mm -hmm. You know, we went down the path of Amazon Alexas in our house. And um, my, Anna was never a fan of those. No. I thought they were a great tool to help us and to help us around the house. But then we had like eight of them in the house at one point. And, and when you think about it, <laughs> sitting there listening to you and then you go read the privacy policy that Amazon has and you start to think to yourself, do I really want this thing listening to me all the time? And so we've been pulling right. out, right? And I think that's part of, part of what goes into playing around is one thing and understanding and knowing how you want to use it is a different thing. So research is very, very key to what you're going to do. Like know what you're buying and, and know what it's going to be used for before you invest in it mm -hmm. and bring it into your home. And, and maybe you're touching on another key part too about that is, and it depends on your personality. So I'm the type of personality that I'll have 10 different versions of everything just to try it. But the fact uh -huh. is, if you have 10 different versions of everything, it's going to be really hard to use it all together because most of the time, you know, Apple doesn't talk well to Google, doesn't talk well to Amazon. And so you have all three of those assistants in your house and none of them are working together. And that right. makes it really hard for you and your whole family when you're just trying to learn how to use it or put it to good use. Yeah. So thinking about it and really being strategic. <clears throat> Because, you know, the truth is, is not all of us have, you know, um, discretionary money that we can just throw around on technology. So we need to be strategic right. and think about how we're using it. And I think, too, I know that both of you have said this and I've heard Sean talk about this and we're going to go into this um, in our part two here coming up. But, um, you know, technology can't replace relationship. You know, um, I just I, I find it. Um, something that you always walking that fine line of, you know, mom, let's, let's play a game together. And that's great. But, you know, and sometimes like when you're on a long car ride or something like that, having an iPad where they can just put headphones in and watch something that you already downloaded that, you know, that you approve of. So, you know, they're not watching something you shouldn't, you wouldn't approve of, but just um, kind of parenting in that way. Sometimes that's a lot better 
than than other things but that should be the exception rather than the rule really yeah i agree with that and you know i've observed my kids being able to have conversations with other people and and even the, the if you recall the airplane example my mm -hmm. son was sitting in the aisle seat uh, headed down to uh, my folks's place and he was watching his movie he ended up uh, pausing his movie, having movie, and having a wonderful conversation with the uh, older gentleman right across the aisle from him, probably for more than an hour, from uh, yes, uh, yes, if I recall. Oh, and, that's great! You know, those are the types of life skills that, you know, if, if we're doing it right, they don't. They are, your kids aren't dependent on the technology to entertain and interact, and I think that's the balance you want to try to find. Well, right. Where you, you are in charge of the technology, the technology doesn't rule you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I see, I see it in my kids compared to, you can tell when, when there is um, too much technology in the behavior mm -hmm. um, of children, um, not wanting to go outside, not doing that, some of those normal imaginative behaviors. Um, that's, that's just, I don't know. You can just tell. Um, my kids yeah. are willing to put down a switch and go and play outside. So Right, exactly. And I think that just goes with you modeling that in front of them. I think we forget as parents, mm -hmm. I, I find myself, I remind myself um, so much. I, I'm really like, my phone is important to me. My whole life is on there, right? You know, as parents, we know what that's like. <laughs> but I remind myself that when I'm with my family, putting it aside or turning it upside down and turning off notifications and mm -hmm. being engaged in the moment a little bit more present or taking it, you know, just putting it, leaving it in the house when I go outside with my grandkids or, um, you know, so I can be relational and in the moment with them a little more. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so thankful for this little introduction to using technology. We are going to uh, take a minute and then we are going to come back um, with part two which will be discussing pitfalls and ways that we can um, really be parental. <laughs> That's a, for lack of a better word, parental in, in, in helping our children, guiding them um, in a world where technology really is becoming a fast, becoming a major player in their life. And as they grow, it's only going to get become more and more. And we want them to learn how to use it responsibly. And we want to be able to set up, area so that our home is a safe place for them to explore um, with technology, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to come back to that. Thank you guys so much for talking. Juliana, are you going to join us for part two as well? I, if Sean doesn't mind me being here. I think you should <laughs> I figure out provide good context. Yes, <laughs> I would love it because that would be great. You can let us, you can keep us real. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, thanks you guys so much. And we'll talk to you in a little bit. Right. Okay. Bye-bye.